Hello. Howdy. Episode five. Nice. I didn't think we'd do it, just like I said last week. Yep. I'm proud. I am as well. Uh, I think we're still going strong. Yeah. I think we're still going strong. I look forward to recording every week. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do it early, and we never got around to it. Yeah. Um, I've got some special stuff today. I'm excited. The uh, the trivia part from last week, I enjoyed that so much, I went ahead and wrote down five more questions. Heck yeah. They... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change up our the format for the trivia Okay. a little bit. I'm not going to let you answer before I ask the questions, so that way I can post it to TikTok. Oh, okay. Because uh, I think that would be, you know, you can play along with this trivia. Mm-hmm. You know, we watch those videos all the time, yeah. so um, not, you know, true crime trivia, but that's... I just paused the fucking... Hello. Howdy. Hold on. I've, I've messed up. <laughs> well, if I end up needing the Audacity recording, it's going to be uh, a minute late. Uh, so I'm going to change the, uh, format of it a little bit so that way I get all four, uh, questions asked first. Okay. And then you can respond accordingly. Uh, so therefore you can only get a maximum of five points. Got it. Uh, but I don't think that really matters anyways. No. It's just better for the listener, uh, or watcher. So the, uh, we still haven't eaten pho. As we we've been planning to. Nope. I really want to. Same. I know, like I, it's I'm not putting any effort forward, but I really do want to try pho. When you were talking about Indian food last night, I was like, oh, we should go eat there. Oh my god, I know, but like the they problem were already is, closed. Oh, were they? Yeah. I was gonna say the problem too is that it's kind of expensive, and I didn't really want to spend like fifty bucks on a meal. That's true. Which we ended up eating pizza. <laughs> so, I mean, pizza is cheap, dude. Yeah. You can't get cheaper than Domino's two for. Whatever six dollars each or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm I'm not sponsored. Domino's that'd be sick though. I'll get fat off your food. <laughs> um, I didn't really have any any other little uh, things to go over before the uh, we jump straight into your story. Cool. Uh, because I plan on doing uh, trivia either right before or right after the break. All right. So um, I've got a few little things in between, but. Your story comes first on my timeline. Sweet. Now, if I remember correctly from last week, we're going to be doing the Kentucky Doe. Yes, but there's a twist. Okay. So let me get my stuff ready. Sitting here with a mouthful of gummy worms. Trolley has released these bursting gummy worms. It's like a gusher, but in sour worm form. They're very good. It's my favorite thing on the planet. They are amazing. If you haven't had them yet, buy them. But not if you live near me, because they're hard <laughs> to find already. Are you ready? Yes. All right. All right, so for the twist, I have not one, but two Kentucky John Doe's. Okay. They just happen to be very close together in terms of, like, timeline. Yep. All right, so first off, we will start with the Grant County John Doe. Uh, he was found on April 9th, 1989, in Williamstown, Kentucky, obviously in Grant County. He was found in a tobacco barn by the owner of said barn. Um, he was approximately 25 to 35 years old. He was six foot five. Oh my goodness, this one picture did not do this boy justice. Yeah, the, the reconstructions aren't great. This one's fine. Is it the black and white one? This one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, one's this good. is the one that didn't do him justice. 
oh yeah, no, that one was awful. <laughs> that, absolutely terrible. I'm it doesn't so, even I'm look so like a human glad. being. So glad they did another one. Yeah. It was done in 02, apparently. Yeah. So he was around 230 pounds, which I'd like to think is kind of skinny for being 6'5". No. About normal? Yeah, I'm just fat. Okay. <laughs> also, I'm not going to tell you guys which one of those numbers is correct. Either I'm 6'5 or 230. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. All right. Uh, and he had been killed approximately two weeks prior to his body being found. He was shot twice in the back of the head. Oh, wow. With a twenty-two. Oh, God, that hurt. And his hands were cut off. Oh. And he was found naked. Okay. Like, it wasn't like someone had stripped him and then put him there. It was like there were no clothes around, no nothing. Yeah, okay. Um, another kind of weird thing is, like, the reason that the owner of the tobacco barn, it was during the time that his tobacco leaves were drying. Mm-hmm. He came into the barn and was like, that's my stuff, but that's not where I left it. It was apparently all, like, kind of piled up in the middle. And he's like, huh, this is weird. And then he's like, um, I don't, this is not what the barn should smell like. Which is when he went around and found the body. I'm going to ask you to pause for one second so I can pop a drink. You got it. I forgot to do that before we started recording. You can go ahead. Um, yeah, by vaping into the microphone. I was trying not to. So he had extensive dental work done okay. to the point where he was, his smile was described as like the perfect smile. That ain't cheap. He had done, um, he had had some sort of uh, like facial reconstruction done because he had uh, what was known as flathead syndrome. Okay. I, I didn't, no do, I didn't do a whole lot of research about it, but based on the name, I assume part of his skull was misshapen and he had gotten reconstruction to get it fixed sure which is both of those are expensive procedures i would assume um in 2017 they tried to extract dna from the remains uh -huh. but they didn't get enough for a complete profile so the only way to identify him is through dental records which is impossible because of his dental work yes unless they had they could find the dentist who did it, but I mean, it was pretty much a cold. Did he like engrave his initials into the back of his teeth or something? No, I mean, like they had done like an X-ray for. Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying, but like, how is? I mean, the dentist is probably dead now. Oh yeah, probably. Okay, so that's the Grant County John Doe. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more information available on him than there is on my other John okay. Doe. So my other John Doe is the Davies County John Doe. He was found January 7th, 1990. Is it, will you look up here at the screen, is it this guy? Yes. Uh, he was found in Owensboro, Kentucky, in a briar thicket approximately 40 feet from the road. He was found by two rabbit hunters. Okay. He was approximately 25 to 40 years old. Five foot seven and 120 to 140 pounds. Little dude. Very little, especially compared to the other guy. Mm -hmm. He had been killed days prior, like he wasn't in like a state of severe decomposition or anything. Sure. Um, plus it's January, so like it's cold. Relatively. Yeah. He was shot in the head, arms, and chest with a 22. Was it the rabbit hunters? <laughs> 
I don't think don't so. Don't most rabbit hunters shoot with twenty twos anyways? I believe so. So that way they don't destroy the rabbit? Yeah. He was shot in in total six times. Did they think he was a rabbit? I don't I don't think That's a good so. cover. It is. If you accidentally shoot a guy and you're like, oh, I was rabbit hunting and found him. Very true. Um, he had been sexually assaulted and beaten, losing teeth in the process of being beaten. His mm -hmm. face was a mess. The uh, post-mortem picture of his face is... On the screen right now. I think. This... No, there's another one. Is there? Yeah. I'm not going to click on it. Yeah. But... Every time you go somewhere that has that photo, it's like, warning, graphic. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's not that bad. Um, anyways. I, uh, I think we should still recommend people not go look it agreed? up. Agreed? Yeah. If you're not... It's kind of gross. Um, but both his hands and feet were cut off. Um, but this time the police have both his dental and DNA. Yeah. For identification purposes. Now, the Davies County John Doe was speculated to not be a local due to the one fact that he had a tan and had tan lines Okay. in January. Well, I know a lot of people who have tan lines in January, though. Same, which is why I thought that was kind of a strange little bit. Yeah. Um, and th this is part of the reason you can't really find a whole lot of information on him, because in 2007, he was misidentified as Scott Michael Morris, okay, who was a 14-year-old um, kid who disappeared from Indianapolis in 1978. Okay. In 2009, DNA was like, yeah, he's not Scott Michael Morris. And so they kind of like had to republish the what was the, What was the like situation that led to them miss... Identifying um, him. The age, height, like age estimated height, weight. Um, he even looks kind of similar. Um, and I guess someone probably reported a tip is my only thing. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, I, I don't true. I don't personally get it because like I wouldn't. Like 14 year old boy goes missing in semi suspicious circumstances. More likely than not they're going to already be dead. Yeah. Not X amount of years later. Yeah. So yeah, those are my two. Um, so I looked it up and the distance from where the Grant County John Doe and the Davies County John Doe were found is approximately three hours and five minutes apart. Okay. So they're pretty much clean across the state from yeah. each other. Um, but there are some people who believe that they are connected. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Due to the simple fact that the hands, hands were feet. cut off. Yeah. The 22, they're both around the same age. They look vaguely similar, minus the height and weight difference. I mean, they are both just white dudes with dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> so saying that's vaguely similar is like, I mean, everyone looks like that just about. That is true. In Kentucky. Um, another theory for both of them is... Um, they were killed due to their involvement in organized crime. The Kentucky mob. The cornbread mafia in no particular. No shot. That's, that's what the, the theories are. <laughs> there goes the dog lapping some more water. <laughs> uh, I want to know about this cornbread mafia. So I did a little bit of research. And it was a couple men in... I swear he's doing it louder. He is. Like, he does not normally drink that loud. 
He's thirsty. Yeah, this story stressed him out. <laughs> he wants to know if we're going to cut off his hands and shoot him with a twenty-two. He doesn't have any hands. He's yeah. only got feet. Well, we're going to cut all four of them off. <laughs> all right. So, the Cornbread Mafia was a bunch of dudes in rural Kentucky who were like, hey, why don't we grow a shit ton of marijuana and then sell it? <laughs> what else were they going to do with it? To smoke it? I don't know. Um, but it led to one of, like, the largest drug busts, marijuana drug busts, um, and they first started uh, being investigated in 1989, which is the same year that the Grant County John Doe was oh, found. Oh, yeah, you could maybe see that then, yeah. The thing, it, it, the Cornbread Mafia wasn't um, big, and I say that in quotes. Um, in those counties, it was particularly in, I think, I wish I wrote well, you the wouldn't kill down. somebody and leave a body in a I county mean, where you're, Yeah, that's you know. fair. It's like a tobacco barn. That was technically, it was visible from the road, but it was far enough away that no one... It'd be a good spot to dump a body. Yeah, it was found off of, um, I think it was like Highway 22. I don't know anything about it, but like, yeah. I imagine it's off a highway in the late 80s. It'd be a good place to dump a body. Yeah, especially, I mean, Kentucky was not very big in the 80s. Like, yeah. There's a lot more people there now. Well, um, I looked it up, and as of, I think it was like 2011, Williamstown had approximately 4,000 residents. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's little. Yeah, and I would like to think that both of these people weren't from where they were found, because you would think in a town that small, people would be like, oh, I know that guy. Maybe everybody just hated them. That's true. It's like that one guy who it's like a whole everyone hated that, yeah. Where the town, where he was shot in front of the entire town, they're like, we didn't see anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, it's fine. I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um. Again, I talked about the same killer, and then um, it was pretty much only in the Davies County that I found this. Um, people think that he might be attributed to a serial killer who was fairly active in the like Indiana, Ohio, Virginia. Like the greater Cincinnati area. Kentucky, Tennessee area. Oh, even through down to Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Um, I read a lot of people say that, but not a single one of them like gave a name. So I was like, I don't I don't know how plausible that is. Yeah. If you can't be like, oh, it was, you know, this guy. Yeah. It's really, yeah. So yeah. Just found, I just thought that was interesting. Last week, um, when I said I was doing the Kentucky John Doe, I had just found the Grant County one. Yeah, I assumed it was only one of the two. And then I started doing a little bit of research, and I was like, oh, there's two. <laughs> I would, yeah, I'm honestly surprised there's only two, but I'm sure I guess that's there's what you get more. From a low population state like Kentucky. That's true. I'm sure there's more. Um, I know there was a couple um, people who mentioned a woman who was killed due to her quote unquote connection with the cornbread mafia. Maybe, maybe, maybe it would be cool to do an episode on the Cornbread Mafia. It would be. Um, there's apparently a really, really good book written by... Um, I don't even want to hear it. Okay. I ain't buying you another book until you read that book and let me read it. I know. I still ain't... What was that book called? Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, I read 10 or 12 pages sitting in the grocery store parking lot. Yeah. And haven't gotten to touch it since, and you lost it. God. I want the book because I want to read it. I know, me too, because it's got an accompanying movie to watch I, afterwards. I enjoy war novels. 
It's all I used to read when I was young. And I think you'd enjoy this movie. I'd liked the book so far. Yeah. Um, but no, maybe maybe uh, maybe not next episode, but in an, ep- an episode upcoming, we could do a special on the uh, Cornbread Mafia. Cool. I like the idea. Just both of us do research separately, so we can we can talk about what we learned and yeah. maybe fill the whole first half with just that or something. Cool. Yeah. But that's um, all I got. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's going to slide us over into the, the special thing I was telling you about. Um, so the way this came about, the way this came to me, my idea was there was a, a, a case that came across my TikTok that I thought sounded interesting that I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's currently happening. Ooh. Uh, so this segment is going to be, and I came up with this name, what are we, 15 minutes in? 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Uh, this segment is not going to happen very often. It's going to be whenever I find a case that is currently ongoing and has not been solved yet. Uh, this case, or this uh, segment, is going to be called Cannons Smoking Cannon. Okay. Right? I like the name. Okay, there we go. Nice. Um, so this is the uh, the case of uh, Debbie Collier. I'm unsure if you may have heard anything about it on the news recently. Um, I just Saturday, or not Saturday, what is today? So Friday, just Friday, the police did a uh, public press conference, I suppose. Yeah. And I sat and watched the whole thing live while I was at work. Fuck, that's cool. Um, I miss watching police press conferences. So this is, this is, I'm, I, this is my write-up after looking, I, I spent four and a half hours Friday while I was at work. Oh, heck yeah. Doing this. Man, so, I'm excited. Uh, I'm just going to jump straight into the story. What I'm going to do... First, is pull up images of her just so we get a, a picture of who we're looking about and talk so we can visualize for our YouTube audience. Debbie Collier of Athens, Georgia, has been missing since September 9th. That is 2022. She was last seen September 9th by her husband, Steve. Steve had stated that the car she had been driving was in the driveway when he left for his job. His job is parking cars for the Georgia Bulldogs football game. Amanda, her daughter, who is not Steve's daughter, so this is Steve's stepdaughter. Gotcha. Stated that when she left the house, she all she took with her was her debit card and driver's license. Okay? Okay. This was stated to police. Okay. Okay, that was in, and I may cover that again later. I have 14 pages of notes. Heck yeah. Um, that was given to police in all of the places I found said 911 call. Mm-hmm. She definitely just called the sheriff's department. Okay, yeah. So it's not like it was a, it was not an emergency line. They all just say 911 because it's news, right? Yeah. All right, so September 10th, so the following day, at 2.55 p.m., Debbie is seen at a family dollar roughly 60 miles from her house. While at this family dollar, she purchased a rain poncho, a refillable torch, which this was the specific wording. It was a refillable lighter, one of the long neck refillable lighters. Okay. A two pack roll of paper towels, a seven and a half by nine and a half foot tarp, a reusable red tote bag, and she was at this dollar store for approximately 15 minutes. What a weird combo of items. It's kind of stuff that you would buy if you're going to try to hide a body. Yeah. Okay. Uh, approximately eight minutes after she left, she sent her daughter a Venmo payment. 
Okay. Okay. This Venmo payment, as you know, you've used Venmo, I assume. I have not. Okay, well, it, 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 you've seen me use Venmo. Yes. You can put a message with it, like, for what it's for. Mm-hmm. So there was a message with this Venmo payment. Okay. Okay. The Venmo payment was in the amount of, I have conflicting evidence of what the amount was. It was either $2,385 or $2,345. Not that that number matters, just for the sake of being accurate. I'm going to say 2385 because that's what I, I heard the police say okay. at one point it's, or another. I hate the misinformation going. It, it's, it, I mean, it always it's, it's only $40 difference and it's imp, un, unimportant to know, the but... case. But uh, so to continue. Uh, the uh, ominous Venmo message that was sent with it is, they are not going to let me go. Love you. There is a key to the house in the blue flower pot by the door. Huh. Okay. Okay. That's the whole thing. Uh, this message, according to the timeline that I was given originally when recording these notes, mm-hmm. was sent at 3.17 p.m. September 10th. Okay. Steve... And Amanda, so her husband and her daughter, did not report her missing until 6 p.m. Almost three hours after this message was received. This, like, ransom note, right? Okay. So, uh, let me get my next page. And before anybody's like, oh my god, 14 pages, let me scroll away. They are uh, notepad size (laughs) pages. They're, They're small. It's like a little... It's not like legal paper. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's small. Uh, so 12.30 p.m. September 11th. Uh, police were able to locate the rental vehicle that Debbie had been driving through its satellite radio. Okay. The vehicle was found 60 miles from her house, roughly 13 miles if I'm remembering correctly. I didn't put that note on here. From the family dollar. Okay. Uh, shortly after the van was found, her daughter Amanda arrived on scene, acting hysterical. Now... I found later that the police had told her they found the vehicle. Okay. It sounded super suspicious to me at first. Uh, the police officer, the detective in particular, or I don't think it was a detective at this point. It would have been the uh, deputy, sheriff's deputy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had been in contact with the sheriff's deputy a couple times through phone call. And he was like, oh, we found her car. You know, it's here. You can come look at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Instead of like her just randomly showing yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Because um, that was that was like, oh, that's fucking sus for yeah. her to know exactly where this was. No, it wasn't. They told her where it was. Um, but she showed up hysterical. Uh, she told police that her mother has no history of mental health, but that she did have a bad back, so she probably couldn't have made it far on foot. I'm adding the on foot. Just, yeah. It's just it's weird wording. But uh, police, through uh, use of canine, were able to find uh, her mother, Debbie's dead body. Okay. Uh, it was roughly a quarter mile from the car into the woods. Uh, she was found at the bottom of a ravine, clutching the stump of an uprooted tree that was also charred. Huh. Okay. All right. I'm uh, following. They found her body completely stripped naked with, I'm going to use the word severe because I, I saw the word charred. Okay. With, with her stomach severely burned. Okay. Uh, near her body were all of the belongings that she had previously purchased at the family dollar. They were also mostly burned. Okay. Okay. I, I'm going to ask a question, and I assume you do not know. Were they still in bags, or were they just... The police were very hush-hush on that even, them even saying that the okay. stuff was there. Okay, okay, okay. Um, police immediately began to investigate this as a homicide. Yeah, most definitely. Not as a suicide, not as an accident. They investigated it as a homicide immediately, which people at the time thought was strange. I mean, 
Okay? Okay. This was all the information we had Thursday. This was everything Thursday. Okay. So now that we have, like, the idea, the whole story is built, right? Mm -hmm. We know when she went missing, roughly. We know when she was found, roughly. We know the circumstance behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to build the timeline, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to fill in a lot of the gaps that I assume you have questions for, because mm -hmm. I had questions for a lot of the things happening here. I do indeed have a lot of questions. I'm going to go I ahead and pause, wait. open a drink. If you have one, you should probably do the same. I should indeed. Take a drink because my mouth is very dry. All right. So, around 6.01 p.m., and I added, I said around 6 p.m. originally because I was guessing based off of the prior timeline. Mm -hmm. The number is 6.01 p.m. according to police. Wow. 6.01, September 10th, during the first minute of the 911 call, again, dispatch call. Yeah. Steve, her husband called, is noted saying, her daughter, who went up there, and her purse is still there with her driver's license. The only thing gone is her phone. Now, I listened to all of these recordings. Yeah. I've listened to like 50 minutes of this, so this is my transcribing of this. Okay. Okay? So, he says specifically her purse is still there. Yeah. Do a Google real quick. Just Google her and click images. Okay. And then you're going to want to look for the one of her in a red uh, Bulldogs jersey. D-E-B-B-I-E -E Collier. There yeah. you go. Images. And then with her walking in, she's carrying a purse. She is indeed. All right, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. The purse is in the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to get to it. I'm just, I'm feeding your brain here. Okay. Because this is where I was as I was finding it. Okay. Uh, let's see. Describing. Oh, he then follows up by describing the Venmo message as a text. He calls it a text multiple times. He does not know at this point that money had been sent from the sounds of the way he is talking. He All also right. does not sound like he understands what Venmo is because it was never mentioned. I'm assuming he's the guy. Yes. The, here? Yeah. Uh -huh. okay. That's that's Steve. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he described the Venmo message as a text and also stated that her credit cards are also still here. He says that he was the last person to see her around 9 p.m. the night before and the uh, person at the, uh, the on the other end of the phone call is like, did you see her at 9 p.m. or 9 a.m.? He's like, well, I talked to her at 9 p.m. I, I assume she was sleeping at 9 a.m. Her car was still here. I assume they sleep in different rooms. I don't know this to be true. Yeah. Um, uh, he said, I assume she was still here since her van was still in the driveway. He proceeds to tell the 911 operator that he does not know what kind of van she's driving, but that it is a rental. Uh, and then he works out that it might be a black Pacifica. Okay. Uh, and that he, it, it's from Enterprise, he knows that much, so he can find out what it is. Yeah. Uh, late into the call, Steve admits he's not sure at all what she could have been doing. Uh, to quote him, I thought she could have been shopping for food until her daughter came over with that strange message. Okay. Steve confirms in this call multiple times that she has her purse there. Now, something that I saw in all of the comments is women have more than one purse correct which is true she probably has a weekend purse for going food shopping and one purse that she keeps all of her other junk in yeah i, I mean, don't know i don't know her i don't know you know i don't carry a purse right but i have like 50 here <laughs> yeah um so now we have another 911 call okay it's again another just dispatch call yeah she called the sheriff's department you could tell that's what this was uh this time from the daughter amanda 
Amanda's name, I found out at this point, is Amanda Bearden. Not that that's important. I'm okay. just for sake of clarity. Uh, this call came the morning her mother was discovered dead. But before she was discovered okay. dead, of course. So this was the morning of, I don't remember what day, the 11th? I believe so. Uh, she called wanting to talk to the detective. She was crying a lot, talking about having the rental agreement for the car, wondering if they could have been, or if they could trace the GPS from the car. Uh, she asks if she needs to hire a private investigator, uh, since the police are not doing their job. Uh, she makes a second call shortly after this, before the body was discovered as well. Unsure, uh, I'm unsure of the time that she called. She made this call the same day, letting them know that she has more information, but did not get to talk to a detective. The more information was that she had access to her mother's iCloud, or thought that she did. Okay. You access iCloud generally through a phone. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Which, again, I'm speculating, but you can see where I'm pointing. Yeah. All right, so my next page, let's see. September 14th, so multiple days after the body was found, Deputies serve a search warrant to Amanda's residence. So you, police were immediately looking the same way I am. Yeah. Um, this is her residence that she shares with her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Andrew Guyrich, or Guytrich. I'm not sure. I can't. I, I definitely spelled that wrong, but it's something like that. His name is Andrew. We will call him Andrew for the remainder of the story. Uh, police have responded to multiple domestic violence calls between the couple in the past. Okay. Uh, the police have not been told. Oh my goodness. The public, I apologize. The public has not been told if any evidence was found during this initial search. It's just, it was searched and they are not arrested. Okay. Uh, they are still, to quote the police, they are still looking for a person of interest. But it felt to me like they were doing it to get proper evidence to do a full arrest. Oh yeah. Um, I don't get to that. I'm only on page eight. Okay. Uh, September 21st. Investigators announce that they have found no evidence of kidnapping or suicide. They have also served several warrants and are still looking to name a person of interest a week after the initial search of Amanda's home. September 25th, uh, Debbie's son Jeffrey makes a, state, a public statement asking for the public to end speculation and to let detectives work. And says a lot about how much of a loving woman, a loving mother and a good woman she was and yeah. all this, that, and the other. I, I can't imagine reading through the comments. Um, and in, in addition, he, he, I did not discover this until later, but he does not live in the state. Okay. He doesn't live near them. Uh, September 27th, there was an unspent uh, rifle round found near where the body was discovered. Police think that it is completely just, it's coincidence. It's public, uh, like, state land. People run through there to hunt all the time. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, and it, look, it looked like it was like a, some kind of rifle that you would hunt with. Yeah, it just so happened. It just there. so happens that Fox News blew it out of proportion because they're the one, the reporter found it. Surprising. Um, so, uh, Andrew, the boyfriend of Amanda, mm -hmm. tells a news source that both him and Amanda are sleeping with stuff in front of their front and back door and they have nothing to do with this. I, I watched the video of him what saying a, this. What a weird statement. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so September 29th. So this is uh, two, two days, days ago. ago. Yeah. 
A call made by a woman claiming to be Collier's sister, so Debbie's sister, mm -hmm. Diane Shirley, informs police of a prior encounter with an unidentified ex-convict involved in a car crash with Debbie. Hence why she's driving the rental. Okay. Uh, that incident happened about a month prior, according to the call. Debbie had been driving behind a truck when a paint can fell off and struck her vehicle, sending paint everywhere. The driver of the truck frantically asked Debbie to not call police as he was out on parole and was not supposed to be driving. Police confirmed that that automobile accident happened on April 30th. Not a month prior. So if that was her sister, she's five months off of a, a, a you know an automobile accident her sister was in. Yeah. All right. Now we're on to September 30th. This is from the statement. Uh, police make the statement saying that they were still awaiting autopsy results. They do not know how she died. As of right now, they can't make that public statement. Police received additional footage from nearby businesses to the family dollar and confirmed that she sat outside the family dollar in the van for 10 minutes before leaving. Okay. Which puts the timeline when she sent the Venmo payment to her sitting in the parking lot. Yeah. Um... The lead investigator stated that they are in possession of her cell phone, and it was located at the crime scene. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot to mention this earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, detectives were somehow able to discover that immediately after sending the Venmo payment, the phone was turned off. Huh. So at 317, yeah. it was turned off, and nobody they, they, it was shut off at that point. So... Um, my first thing is going to be, I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I'm being kidnapped. I'm being held at gunpoint. Yeah. So I'm going to send my daughter a Venmo, a Venmo payment, not call the police. Right. Yeah. And then immediately shut my phone off afterwards. Right. It's insane. It does not make sense. That does not add up like, at all. Honestly, even a, a text message would be more understandable. Than... Why would she send a Venmo payment? Yeah. If you die, your digital funds, therefore... Bank payments, anything in your bank, which is where the Venmo payment comes from. Maybe it was in the Venmo already. Yeah. Your family's going to get it anyways. Yeah. Nobody's dumb enough to be like, oh, let me just shoot you a Venmo real quick before I die. So to continue, uh, police go on record saying that they have no reason to believe this was a random act of violence. They specifically said that it was a targeted occurrence. I mean, based on what you've told me so far, that does make sense. Uh, so again, September 30th, the rest of this is going to be on the 30th. There's okay. been no update since, um, they did recover a purse from the crime scene. Okay. So the multiple purse, uh, theory makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Her car was seen at 2 17 PM heading northbound picture taken in a school zone. You cannot see inside the vehicle at all. Okay. Um, northbound to where this family dollar is. Gotcha. So it was about an hour before she sent mm -hmm. that message or whatever. So they can confirm that she was just coming from her house, basically. Yeah. Um, now, mind you, it, it was like an hour drive from her house to this family dollar. I was about to say, like, 60 miles, that's approximately an hour drive. Roughly. Give or take. Yeah, give or take. It's a little over an hour from yeah. where she was living, actually. So it's very strange to go buy these mundane things from this random family dollar, right? An hour away. An hour yeah. away, yeah. Um, so... Uh, the police confirmed Steve's alibi for Saturday when he was uh, parking cars. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was confirmed to be there. It was at a bank. They have very good footage of him being there parking cars, yeah. like he said he was. Uh, the police stated that Amanda had prior moved back from Maryland on September 8th. So two days before her mom went missing? Two days. Unquote. Yeah, and she had been living with her brother in Maryland. Okay. Uh, the clerk working in the family dollar, when questioned by police, thought that Debbie was her daughter until she was given pictures of both people. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's an important part for a couple of the theories that I have. That's, okay. Uh, so in closing, before theories, Amanda and Andrew both have prior drug charges. Yeah. According to the New York Post. Okay. Okay. Andrew had also previously sent a message threatening Amanda, her mother, and her whole family's lives. Fun. Okay. So, I want to hear what your mind has to say before I jump into theories, of course. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I think that the family dollar worker thinking that Debbie was her daughter is a red herring. Okay. Because you know the people who work at the dollar stores around here, they're all on drugs. It would be easy. I can imagine it, George is the same way. Yeah, it would be easy to confuse. They don't look similar. Not at all. Look at the picture. Left, 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 down. They don't look that similar at all. No. Like, the, the hair is the big thing. If they had different hair, then perhaps. Yeah, maybe. But you can see the footage from the family dollar with blonde hair. Yeah. I don't know. So go ahead, unless you're done. No, I was just going to say that's, I think it's red herring because not only drug things, but also. Actually, if you want to look at what her, her daughter looks like currently, go down two from the picture you're at with, that's her and Amanda or Amanda and Andrew. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But also like the, if I, I've worked retail and if someone comes in and then like I'm contacted about it later. I'm going to be You're not like, paying any attention to who's I'm, coming in. Yeah. Everyone looks the exact same. Unless you have something stand out. And it doesn't look like either of them are like individuals that would stand out in my head. No. Not at all. Um, so would you like me to go in and get into the theories? Yes. Or did you have something else to say? Um, Ask questions. Do anything. Okay. And then I'll tell you if my theories touch on it. And these are my theories mixed with some stuff that I read on the internet. Okay. Um... I assume they haven't... You said they were kind of tight-lipped about the whole crime scene and everything? Relatively. Um, I find that if it were just her stomach being burned, that's really strange. It sounds to me like they tried to burn a body and realized they couldn't. Because it was a fire started at the base of this tree, yeah. right? All of the other stuff was burned, so they probably burned it at the same time and then rolled her dead body onto the fire. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe sat her up, clutching the tree, hoping the tree would catch fire. Yeah. Is my be. thought. I don't know. I, there's not a whole lot. There's not much information given about that whatsoever. My first thought with just a stomach being burned is um, uh, trying to uh, get rid of semen. Yeah. That's I'm, my first thought. Uh, we that that could be absolutely true. That could be part of one of the theories that I have that I didn't even think about. Okay. So, uh, anything else? Um, 
because I have two whole pages of theories. <laughs> yes, but it's it's not a theory. It's just kind of an overall statement. Go for it. Um, it seems like every little bit of this is like, I could understand why they would do this, but something's wrong. Like, I could understand the text message, quote unquote, that was in the Venmo. I could get that, but not the Venmo part. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, is why she, why the daughter told Steve that it was a text. Yeah. But, like, I could also get why Steve didn't understand, or why uh, Steve had just talked to her at 9 p.m., but then not seen her is kind of like weird. I, no, I don't think it's weird because I think they sleep in different rooms. I mean, yeah. I don't, like, I don't know that to be a fact, but, like, I'm not going to write that one off yet because... I think that if they sleep in different rooms, then he's not going to see her. He saw her car, therefore he thinks she's there, is kind of the way that he had worded it. Or he thought that she was there when he was leaving for work. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, but, like, I don't know. It's just, like, everything seems so straightforward, and then there's just one thing that makes it a little strange in pretty much every aspect of this. I, I can't disagree, right? I don't yeah. disagree with you. But... um. I think that it's a little hard when there's no evidence against him yet. Oh, no. I don't think he has anything to do with it, personally. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just jump into my theories. Got it. Um, I started by just writing what stuff that I thought could have happened. So uh, Amanda and or Andrea was in the van and forced her to send the Venmo. Yeah. It could have potentially been Amanda in the store uh, buying the supplies to finish getting rid of her mother's remains. She could have already been dead and in the van. Which Very police, true. again, haven't said anything whether they found evidence in the van. Um, or she could have just been bound in the vehicle, mm -hmm. you know. Um, they still have not found if they said if they found the clothes she was wearing. The clothes were not mentioned having been burned. Okay. So that bulldog's jersey and the shorts she's wearing. Mm -hmm. Police have not found that publicly. Okay. Meaning that that brings more plausibility to the Amanda in the Family Dollars yeah. case. Um, so another big red flag is that Amanda does not live with them. Yeah. And she was in their home. Yeah. Um, which, and, it, which, mm -hmm. the Venmo payment specifically saying there's a key, but in the, gives her an excuse to have been in the house. Yeah. That, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. So Debbie didn't send the Venmo payment. There was no punctuation. Old people punctuate the fuck out of shit. Yeah, they do. Drug addicts don't. Yeah. Her daughter had access to her iCloud, therefore possibly her Venmo. Maybe did it while at her at Debbie's house while Andrew was the one in the van making her buy this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, Andrew could have been in the Pacifica and killed Debbie for the money. And an additional point I'm going to make is that her daughter had been out of state, estranged from her mother. Mm -hmm. So therefore, she probably didn't have any access to the house. So, therefore, that message, again, like I stated, specifically gave her a reason to be in the house. Yeah. Gave her an excuse to be in the house. Why would Debbie wire her drug-addicted daughter money and not her husband or son? Yeah. Why would she do that at all before she was about to die? Yeah. Why would that be a thought that's going through her head at all is the uh, the big thing to me is that's not something a human being would do. That's not the thought they would have. They would fight for their life. Even if you are an older person, you're still going to try to survive. Yeah. And, like, and, as you were saying earlier, like, she, if she had her phone, why not just call 911? No, exactly. And a lot of people were like, well, maybe there was no punctuation because she did it with Siri. 
Can you send a Venmo via Siri? I'm sure you can, but you're still going to be saying it, and your killer's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? And just cancel what you're doing. And last I checked, through, like, voice to text, they will still add random punctuation. No. Really? I don't think so. It, to be fair, it's been years since I've done it. What I read on the internet said that it doesn't. No. Oh. Um, I did save a few screenshots. Cool. Of comments on a news site. Okay. Uh, it's basically where I got a lot of my uh, I, my my ideas for the um, theories went. Uh, the pers This is from. Preserve Liberty. I don't remember what website this is, okay. so it doesn't matter. But the purse doesn't bother me. The timing does. Eight minutes after Debbie leaves the store by herself, apparently no one coercing her, she sends a note to her daughter that someone won't let her go. She has the presence of mind to send money through Venmo to her daughter and then turn off her phone. Yeah. Um... So somebody else says, what the eight minutes suggests is premeditation. Someone lured her to the location. Once she arrived first, order of business was to raid her Venmo. They couldn't wait another minute to get the money. Yeah. So basically what I'm thinking is, is it's Andrew and Amanda wanting more money for drugs. They just came back. They plotted this plan to kill Debbie. And they thought they were so smart, again, because they do drugs. But uh, that was that was what I what I spent my Friday at work uh, handwriting up. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was interesting enough to uh, bring bring up here. And of oh, course, it's, she's going on the list of uh, cases that we have to finish. Of yeah. course, so I've got some like I have so many things bouncing around in my head, but I don't spit, know how to spit some of them. Oh, I don't I know how to say. really word them. Yeah, because like I said, there's so many just really strange things, like. Yeah. Well, it's because none of it makes sense. The police definitely know more than they oh, are letting absolutely. on. Absolutely, They were very, very choice with the wording they were using and were very clear to let the right people speak to. It was three of them in the uh, press conference and they know what they're doing. It seemed like yeah. a very, surprisingly, a very uh, competent. competent police force in that part of Georgia, apparently. Which is so, good. We'll see. I love me a competent police force. I'm very excited to see this end well. Same. Not well, of course. She's I mean, dead, obviously, but like, yeah, I'm but excited like, to see what happens. To see it, there will be there will be a huge twist if it's not Amanda and uh, <coughs> Andrew, because that's that's what my money's on. If I was if I was gonna put money on it, I would put my money on Amanda and Andrew. Yeah, because like, if you take away the whole naked, burned part, like the minute you said that she was found down in a ravine with the stuff around her, you know, I was like, oh. Mental health. She fell, hit her head. Now she's in a ravine with the stuff around. So they her. said ravine. What I saw just looks like a hill. I mean, still, she's what? How old? Fifty some late fifties. Late fifties, maybe early sixties. I based I on just, her picture. I I mean, I'm just gonna look it up. Okay. Fifty nine. All right. She had a she had a bad back. So, like, uh, that was my first thought until you're like, oh, well, the stump is burned. Her stomach is burned. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see this one solved, and I think that it will be. So, uh, but this has been uh, my new segment, Cannon Smoking Cannon. Like it. <laughs> uh, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to try to try to keep doing this. 
Uh, it's my plan for this segment is going to be current cases, stuff that's happening cool. or like just happened, even if it's been solved. So that's that's what I'm going to do with this. I, if you enjoyed it, let me know because it took a lot of extra work on my part, and it was also an extra nearly thirty minutes. I know so. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, it also gives me good content to chop up and post places. I feel like so. Very true. I think I definitely need to get better. I, I need to work on. Um, writing my notes a little better myself because they're hard for me to read. My handwriting is quite horrible. <laughs> um, and now that I've actually gotten to narrate it a little bit, I think I, I would like to restructure how I did it a little bit. But I think it was decent for my first go around. Agreed. Uh, so I think uh, we should probably go ahead and just take a break. Sounds good Give to us me. five minutes or so. Um, and then we'll hop right back in with the uh, trivia cool. that I have prepared. Um, and then, uh, then we've got my music section mm -hmm. and then some arrests hopefully yep which uh it's up to you we could either do kentucky or georgia Ooh. i'll tell you this if you if you i'm trying to think if you get all five questions we get to do your pick okay sounds and then good. if you don't then i'll pick all right all right all right guys we'll be back in a bit bye. thanks i don't know why i said thanks but bye <laughs> say bye again bye hey we're back howdy I uh, forgot to mention before uh, at the beginning of this, or at the, uh, the start of the episode, uh, I'm Canon. <laughs> oh, I'm Haley. Yeah, I don't know why we're doing this now, but neither of us introduced ourselves by episode five. We're falling apart. We're still the same people. Uh, so uh, I was going to start us off with uh, the second half here with a fun fact about Oblivion. I meant All to do right. this earlier, but it was, was in my notes from the Debbie Collier case, so... Oh, the fun fact about Oblivion, if you've played the game, you have probably heard how rough some of the voice acting can be. It just feels strange. Mm -hmm. It's not inherently bad. It's just strange. Yeah. It's because all of the voice actors were given their lines in alphabetical order. I love it. With no context. Just here's your lines. Say them into the microphone. You're in the video game. Isn't that why the beggars are so weird? That's why all of them are so weird. Yeah. That's why every line is weird yeah. other than... Uh, Oh, my God. What is it that John... He loves the guy. Sean Bean. Is it Sean Bean? That's right. Yeah. That's why Sean Bean's line... Bean... Bean. Mr. Bean's Mr. lines Bean. are so good is because he is an actor and he knows how to interpret. What about Lucian? Lachance? Is... They were all given all of their voice acting okay. lines in alphabetical order from what I was able to find. Because his lines aren't that strange. They're, it's because he's strange. <laughs> it fits him. Fair enough. That makes sense. Uh, so, uh, last week we did some, uh, true crime trivia, and I decided since it's episode five and I did my special, we could do it again. Um, I'm gonna try to keep up with this. I should probably start finding questions to ask long before we're about to start, because it took me an hour <laughs> to write these. This is what I was waiting on the whole time, was doing this part. Yeah. Uh, so, for those of you that want to play along at home, uh, we are Googepod. I am half of it. I am Canon. I am Haley. I'm the other half. And... We talk about uh, true crime stories. For instance, this episode, we just talked about uh, some John Doe's out of Kentucky. And the uh, much the case of much notoriety at the moment, the uh, Debbie Collier case. This is episode five. I plan to chop this up and post bits and pieces of it to social media before the episode is posted. But there should be four other episodes out before you can finally watch this. There's going to be at least one out this upcoming Monday, I think, yep. is when I decided to schedule that. Uh so if you like true crime, you like people who think they're funny and hopefully are, and uh, sometimes you like getting music recommended to you, please swing by and uh, give us a listen. Uh, at the end of every episode, 
We also uh, go to some local arrest pages based on the state for the cases that we've done and look at people that were arrested uh, within the last week or so. Uh, we look at their mugshots and we uh, generalize, make some, make some generalized statements about these people and maybe the crimes that they could have committed. Uh, and uh, then on the YouTube version of the podcast, uh, you get to see that happen. So if that's something that you uh, have any interest in, please uh, come by and googe with us. That was that was on the fly. So, uh, true crime trivia. Uh, play along at home if you want. Uh, I'm going to be your host, Cannon. Haley is going to be playing as our victim, and uh, we already decided before the first half if she gets all five right, she gets to pick the state because we have two states from cases today. We have both uh, Tennessee, not Tennessee, Kentucky, okay. and Georgia. So uh, we're going to get started with question one. For clarification. Are you going to read all of the questions first, and then... No, I'm going to read a question, then the four answers. Okay. They're all multiple choice. Okay. And then you're going to answer. All right. And then anybody playing along can tell me how many points they got out of five. Sounds good. Uh, question one. Which of these things... Oh, and this is very topical, of course, with the whole Jeffrey Dahmer series coming out. Okay. I didn't do all of these Jeffrey Dahmer because I I feel like it's it's been a run a little dry, but I figured I could start with one at least. Sounds good. Which of these things did Jeffrey Dahmer order from commissary that he did not receive? And to clarify, he has to have actually ordered this thing for it to be the answer. Okay. A, a carton of Newport cigarettes. B, a butcher's knife, C, a six-pack of Budweiser, or D, two cyanide tablets. And you can feel free to talk into the microphone with your uh, thought process here. I don't know a whole lot about Jeffrey Dahmer post him doing his thing. Sure. But I'm going to make a logical guess and say... A, a carton of Newports. You think that he ordered this and did not receive it? You're making me double. You need to lock in your answer. All right, hang on. Googe it your best shot. God damn it. Um, so it was a carton of cigarettes, a butcher's knife, Would a you like me to read them Budweiser, again? and what was the last one? Two cyanide tablets. Two cyanide tablets. I'm changing my answer. Okay. To see a six-pack of Budweiser. You googing your answer in? I'm googing my answer in. All right. You are incorrect. Fuck. Was it the Newports? It is not the Newports. He did receive the Newports. I figured, he, like, I had to think about the timeline. Yeah. Like, when he was arrested, because mm -hmm. cigarettes were a lot more common and allowed in jail. I'm just glad I finally got you. Yeah. <laughs> it, the answer was two cyanide tablets. Wild. Yep, it's it's written. He has a handwritten commissary order, and it's the bottom one, and it was not fulfilled. Uh, so you got zero points That's for question one. Question number two. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. The Oakland County child killer. During this case, a father to one of the victims pleaded on television to let his son come home to eat his favorite meal. What is that? fast food chain 
Is it A, McDonald's, B, Burger King, C, Kentucky Fried Chicken, or D, Wendy's? Man, you really amped up the difficulty of these questions. I didn't think that I did, if we're being completely honest. I thought the Jeffrey Dahmer one was topical, so it's going to be easy. It's topical. <laughs> and then the second one, I was like, oh, I know of the Oakland County child killer. I also know of the Oakland County child killer. <laughs> okay. Um, fuck. I'm between, I also have a fun fact for this one. I'm between two. I'm not giving you a lifeline before you ask. That's fine. I know there's no lifelines. Um... I think it's B, Burger King. Final answer. You're locked in. I'm googed in. You're googed in. All right. Uh, you're incorrect. It, was it KFC? It's KFC. Fuck, that was my other one. That's why I didn't say KFC. It's why I said the whole thing is so that way you didn't associate it with the uh, articles, the multiple articles that have been written that specifically say KFC and not Kentucky Fried Chicken. Fun fact. When they found the boy's body, he had KFC in his stomach. Yep. I remember that bit. <laughs> So I didn't have the fun fact before Good Lord. the question. All right. So question number three. How many confirmed murders does the butcher of Plainfield, Ed Gain, have? Is it A, nine, B, seven, C, five, or D, two? Confirmed? Confirmed. seven are you sure i'm between seven or five so <laughs> okay pick one you said seven yeah and not, now you're making me second guess it i'm not trying to, to make five. you second guess you, you pick one you're both they're both wrong <laughs> are they <laughs> you're incorrect yes it's two really it's two and it's only two confirmed he had seven others that were possibly okay so it was i was expecting you to say nine because there are nine speculated <laughs> well, at least I got the seven yeah. unconfirmed. Yep. All right. So uh, question number four. David Berkowitz murdered six people after being given the order to do so. I'm going to go ahead and wait just to let the dog finish doing his thing because I don't want this in the uh, the recording. I, d I need to do something, though. He did it on purpose. I've got to look up this. He kills me. Yeah. I want this clean recording so it can be used properly for other social media. We can always redo it and you can start at question one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you don't know the answers, right? Yeah. You have to get them wrong still. All right, well, he's done drinking, so I'm going to reread the question. Question number four. David Berkowitz murdered six people after being given the order to do so by a demon-possessed what? A, a cat, B, a dog, C, a rat, or D, a person. And if you're clueless, I can tell you his serial killer name. Please tell me. I know the name David Berkowitz. Tell me the serial killer So we're killer only going to go for half a point. That's fine with me. Son of Sam. Oh, yeah. Fuck, it's a cat, I believe. Don't hold me on that. Well, you have to googe your answer I'm in. I'm googing in. Incorrect. 
Was it rat? It's be a dog. Oh. It was a dog. It was a demon-possessed dog. I believe it was his neighbor's dog. Am I going 0 for 5 this time? Oh, you might go 0 for 5, <laughs> uh, which is the exact opposite <laughs> of uh, last time. Uh, this one is... I, I, I thought the other ones were easy for true crime people. I'm not a true crime person. I don't consider myself to be, especially not with serial killers and stuff. And I, I've heard you talk about it a lot. So I was like... Oh, we'll do we'll do stuff I've not heard about. I didn't. I've never heard of the son of Sam ever in my life. So that's why I used his name and gave his his serial killer name as a secondary. My interests. I have like five serial killers that I know a shit ton about, and most of the others I'm like, eh. All right. So question five. Serial killer Gary Ridgway, better known as the Green River Killer murdered at least 49 women in Washington state. In what state was he born? A. Washington B. Idaho C. Utah or D. North Dakota Lord, please let me get this one right. <laughs> um, I think it's Idaho. It could also be Utah, but I'm leaning heavily towards Idaho. Why? Because I remember re reading his Wikipedia article like six years ago, and I think it's from, I think he's from Idaho. Do you? Now you're making me think <laughs> fucking North Dakota. God damn it. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, I picked all of these except for the right one. These are all random states except for one. <laughs> you know? Good me your answer. I'm in distress. Am I going to spend the next week just researching as many things as I can in the true crime thing? Yes. Just so the next week, I should just make way harder then. No! Just like, how many fingers did serial killer whoever have? And it's like a guy who had ten, but like, he used knives, so I'm going to make you think he only had nine or something. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Go back to the fucking... Pineapple John Benet Ramsey ones. Those well, I were easy. <laughs> I thought those were going to be easy too, and then you got all of them. So I was like, I've got to find stuff that's a little bit more difficult. Um, I'm going to hate myself for this. I'm going North Dakota. If it's Idaho, I'm leaving the pod. They're both wrong. Is it Utah? It's Utah. Huh. Yep. I added Idaho because you like Idaho. I love Idaho. And I put North Dakota because ain't not a motherfucker one from North Dakota. <laughs> but if you are from North Dakota, you probably kill people. <laughs> North Dakota's not real. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's Ohio that's not real. But uh, yeah, no. So you got zero out of five. Woo! So uh, anybody who played along. Uh, Do better than me. If <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I was going to, I actually wanted to start this with saying, and I didn't, but, uh, you know, if you think you can do better than somebody on a true crime podcast, here's your chance to try. Let me know how many you got. Did you beat Haley, or are you really bad at true crime trivia? We all know you all cheated anyways. Um, but technically, uh, that ends the trivia section, which means that I get to pick. Yep. And it's either Kentucky... Or Georgia. Georgia. I'm going to go Georgia. Georgia. That was my story. Sounds good. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump into the uh, music section. I suppose. 
I opened Ooh, Epic Games. <sighs> what you gonna do? Play some games? Play Fortnite? Play some Fortnite. My Fortnite clips. Alright. Let me know when you're on the uh, the list here. I am indeed. Alright. Alright. Uh, the song is Gaslight by Fox Lake and Paleface. Gotcha. Uh, the information that I have is that Fox Lake considers themselves to be hardcore hip-hop. Cool. They are from Denver, Colorado. Good place. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, they had around 50,000 monthly listeners. And Paleface is from Switzerland. Cool. With around 230,000 monthly listeners. Uh, it's I would consider it to be post-hardcore. So, we can go ahead and listen. Hang on. Gotta switch my headphones. In all honesty, at this point, we should just patch your computer into the Agreed. mixer. Like, all it would take is one more cable. We don't need any more cables. Well, my side's <laughs> the one that's got all the cables <laughs> for my PS2 setup, which, hey, I've been playing PS2, been playing The Herbs, been playing uh, Midnight Club, original Midnight Club, which I never got to play. They're both great games. They're both awful. They look like crap, but they're wonderful. And it's not nostalgia speaking, because I never got to play them. Uh, if you want to watch those, uh, you're going to have to try to find the channel on your own until I dox myself. Uh, but here we are. I think we're ready? Yep. All right. We can go ahead and start playing Gaslight by Fox Lake and Paleface now. Oh, wait. Actually, don't. Okay. Uh, I wanted to clarify because I didn't like... I don't like the way that these have been editing. If you... I, I, I want to make this playlist public without it having my name on it. But uh, any of you who listen, who want to listen to this did you look it up on uh, i don't want to say look it up on youtube because we're doing this through anchor so look it up on spotify yeah you know listen listen along uh leave the podcast and listen to the songs if you want to but come back so you can listen to the rest of the songs yeah, afterwards give it a good old pause and then you got to come back or you could jump over to youtube you could jump over to the youtube part which doesn't have these and then you could listen to them in spotify listen to the songs in spotify and then watch the tail end of the podcast which has more content Yep. There's more arrests done at the end of the YouTube video instead of the, we end it with the arrests on Spotify. Um, but I guess we're going to go ahead and jump into it now that I've clarified a little bit more. We'll, we're going to streamline this process in the future, I hope. Uh, but uh, Gaslight, Fox Lake, and Paleface. Go ahead and play now. I'm going to turn them up a little bit over what I did last few times. Something I think that I remember seeing on Fox Lake's Instagram or Twitter is they were going to see if people in 2022 were ready for POD. Which I see. Yeah. One of the things that I know that I really like about them is that their um, vocalist can be understood. And yeah. it's still, it's heavy vocals, but it's not quite screaming, which is very different. Yeah. I really appreciate that. As someone who pause. can't understand normal people talking. Yeah. No, I really like them. I think, I think that that band has a lot of um, growth potential. I don't think it's huge. I don't think they're growth. They're not going to be like a 10 million listener band, but I think they're really good. They're great. I, I definitely look forward to hearing their music as they release it. That was a great song. Um, up next, we have Iris by Haylog. You have heard me listen to a ton of Haylog's music. The name sounds familiar. Um, if we listen to more of their stuff, like if, if I played you some of their stuff, you would you would recognize it. Okay. Like you, I've played you, I've, I've, I've played you Haylog's music for probably two years. 
Yeah, I mean, um, y- you know, I don't ever pay attention to who the artist is. <laughs> hey, Log is. I want to say they're still sitting around seventy-five thousand monthly listeners. They're not big, but they just released this song uh, last week at some point. Uh, that's actually the kind of the thing with this playlist. Three of these were songs that were just released by artists that I've been listening to for a long time. So this is not a new artist that I found. I apologize. It's just new music that I found, which is what this whole part is about. Uh, this is Iris by Haylog, and we can go ahead and start playing it now. Of course, if those listening haven't guessed it yet, like, of course, I'm a big fucking sucker for this, uh, as you word it, soy boy, uh, bedroom pop stuff. It's very good. I mean no disrespect when I say soy boy. Makes me wish I was a soy boy so I could play pretty shit like this. We go ahead and pause. It's it's basically this to the end of it. Something that I really like about Haylog is that he does, or they, I don't know, uh, they do a very good job of creating a very uh, intimate story without providing details. Oh yeah, I can um, definitely see that. The it also almost all of their songs feel like two different songs with the same theme, where they've got the very loud, light, soft spoken bit, and then followed up by a more electronic, bassier bit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've always really, really enjoyed Haylog's music. If you went right now, sat down, and just played the rest of their stuff, you'd probably realize you know all of his music or all of their music. Cool. <laughs> because I've played so much of yeah. it. Uh, up next, we have I Miss You by Young Davey. Um, is this another one of the artists that you already know? It is. Uh, I've been playing his stuff for about six months now, give or take. I recognize that name. Um I fucking love his voice. He reminds me of young uh, Lord Churchill vocally, which, uh, fun fact, if you have not listened to young Lord Churchill, look him up on SoundCloud or YouTube. Uh, There's a very good possibility that he committed suicide, and that's why he stopped producing music and got all of his stuff removed from Spotify. I cannot verify this, but I would say young Lord Churchill is probably my favorite musician. He, he's up there for me, too. I mean, he's so good. He obviously took a lot of inspiration from artists like Young Lean. And I Who feel, is my favorite artist. I, I feel like his songwriting is just insanity. It's so Absolutely good. Absolutely killer. Young Lord, Young Lord Churchill, if we, if we had, uh, if this was... I don't want to put a song from SoundCloud on here as of right now. If I get to do that in the future, I'll play... If you all don't do it on your own and you don't like that type of uh, bedroom pop type... Uh, rap, you're not going to like it, but his music is phenomenal. Uh, I highly recommend it to anybody who liked what we just listened to, or you, or or any of the pretty much any of the songs that pretty, you've yeah, played during say, the music section. Yeah, <laughs> really, Young Lord Churchill is is better than any of these musicians. Agreed. Um, and you know maybe he stole lines from people. No, that was that was the other guy. It wasn't him that did it. That was uh, uh, Little Lil Dusty, Dusty G. G. Also, Lil Dusty G is great now he's that he's great. making his Amazing. own music. But uh, I'll, put, I'll put the stealing lines from musicians behind him. Yeah. Because he, it's not like he stole songs. Everyone else does that, I don't too. know. Yeah, I don't know. He made good music. There's literally anything that has been written has already been written before. And uh, again, this is not who we're talking. This, this next song is not who we have just been talking about. Uh, this is Young Davey. Uh, he's very hard to find stuff on because he's so small. Uh, I found his, or I found through Spotify, his Instagram, uh, which he says his name is Mowgli. Like M-O-G-L-E-Y. 
Oh, okay. Mowgli. I thought you were talking about like M-O-W-G-L-I from the Jungle Book. Yeah, it's from the Jungle Book. It's the same name spelled different, but um, Davy Mowgli. Is what his name Love was. it. I don't know that it's his name. I don't know that his real name is Mowgli, but I hope that it is. Uh, but this is I Miss You. This just came out. It is by far not one of his best songs. But the fact that I just found it, it means it gets to go on the pod. Heck yeah. I Miss You by Young Davy playing now. I recognize his voice. I'll play the other song that you know in a minute. Yeah. There's a line in this song. So good. All right, we can go ahead and pause. You definitely, like, if you've listened to Young Lord Churchill, you know what I'm saying. I think Churchill's better, but this is a good place to fill that hole in my heart. Ever since Churchill stopped posting on platforms and is potentially dead. Makes sense. If anybody knows, like if he just stopped making music maybe because it was bad for his mental health or if he's actually dead, I would love to know. Uh, but that was that was Young Davey. Uh, I, I love Young Davey. I, he, I love every fucking song he's ever made. Yeah. I've listened to the majority of his discography on Spotify specifically. He probably posts on SoundCloud as well. But I, lo- I love his fucking music. It's really good. Um I hate to do this right in the middle, but I have to take a potty break. Oh, thank God. I was sitting here and I'm, I'm looking up at the times of the rest of the songs and I'm like, I don't know if I can wait yeah, they, that long. They ain't short. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, Young Davy with I Miss You. Up next, we're going to have Raspberry Cough by Coletta. I'll, I'll get back into that in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, thank you for waiting around for probably no time at all. Yep. Bye. Bye. Okay, we're back. Howdy. So, uh, I said potty break. I ended up having to, uh, number two. Uh, while I was in there, I was watching some TikTok, as you do. <laughs> you like the rhyme scheme? Yep. All right. Uh, well, I watched a, uh, fuck. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have fuck? to, no, I'm gonna, yeah, I have to watch, or I'll have to change the whole fucking, uh, screen. I'll have to blur the whole bottom of my screen. Um, it showed my first name. Mm. So, uh, no, I watched a, uh, a video of a dude. It was on a ring camera. This dude runs up to this house screaming that he shot his dick. Mm-hmm. And his dog comes limping behind him. And he also says that he shot his dog. Mm-hmm. He says, my dog got hit too. First, how do you shoot your dick and your dog? I don't know. And also, can you imagine shooting your dick and your dog and you're more worried about your dick? Like, no. I mean, I guess I get it. But, like, he didn't even seem concerned for the dog hardly at all. That sucks. Yeah. Like, you're, I, I wish he had shot his dick off. Like, fuck you. Well, it was I, a little, it was a little pity. Oh, now you got me into a tangent about another little pity. Um, they shoot a dog's dick. No, uh, I was on the subreddit Pitbulls, as one does, and someone was posting that they were in Florida and their neighbors had evacuated and left their little pity on a lead in their yard with nothing but like a flimsy doghouse. Oh no. Um I know like the minute I read that I was like, "Oh no, this is going to turn out badly." It doesn't sound good. Well, it turns out dog slipped its collar 
and ended up at the neighbor's house, the neighbor who was posting. Okay. And they're like, I can't take the dog in because dog's not fixed and always tries to mount my dog. But the other, their other neighbor was like, I have no dogs. I have a leash. Should I just take the dog in? Yes. So then everyone was like, yes, take the dog in. And now the people who fucking evacuated are like, oh, is my dog okay? Oh, you have him? Can I have him back? Absolutely, Absolutely fucking not. not. You lost all rights. You should be charged. Well, literally, you left a, a whole ass dog like, I tied understand, to a tree. I understand if it's impossible for them to take the dog. But like, if it's impossible for you to take the dog, you shouldn't have had the dog to begin with. Exactly. So I think, I think in this case, that person should be charged at the very least with animal cruelty. Yeah. I'm very serious about my animals seriously like i know i showed you nope that was my mom um <laughs> i know i've seen a bunch of videos of just like the flood water going up and up and sweeping houses away yeah you think a dog's gonna be fine right tied to a tree it'd be better not tied to anything exactly just let it out dogs you know? can swim or run away or run away and then swim or both yeah anyways <laughs> So off the tangent, be good to your dogs, be good to your animals, be good to people, be good in general. Exactly. Um, be don't, safe. Don't be like the people we're going to show at the end of this video. Yeah. Or podcast, I should say, depending on how you were viewing it. Uh, but anyways, we listened to uh, Young Davey last. We're going to listen to Coletta, I think is how you pronounce that. That's how I um, pronounce it. They consider themselves to be psychedelic pop. From Atlanta. Okay. I don't consider them to be psychedelic pop. Uh, I think that they just like doing acid and like pretty colors is why they consider themselves psychedelic. But honestly, who doesn't? People who like to obey the law? Raspberry Cough by Coletta. Right. Playing now. I guess listening to them again. Not this part, but I kind of get it, but it's like, it's still, it's a stretch to me. Unless I missed something. I may not have listened to the whole song, I guess. They give me modern Imarosa vibes with the music. Which I guess Amorosa was going for that 80s sound. Yeah. So maybe the psychedelic thing does fit. I feel like psychedelics are more 60s, 70s, though. Yeah. You weren't expecting screaming, were you? Nope. <laughs> I wasn't until you said Amorosa. They're, they give big Imarosa vibes, though, don't they? They do indeed. They have 129,000 monthly listeners. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if there's music past this point. Okay. Barely. It's, it's just weird instrumental stuff. Um, but no, I, th I think they definitely have given me huge Imarosa vibes, which oh, is why yeah. I picked the song. I really enjoyed the Imarosa. Honestly, when you said psychedelic pop, I was not expecting that. I wouldn't have expected that from psychedelic pop either, because that was post-hardcore, like... With some twinkly bits. Very minimal, yeah. though. Like, I don't know. I definitely wouldn't have expected that from 
psychedelic pop. Me neither. Uh, but I think they're pretty good. I think they're they're pretty small still, considering how good the music is. I think. Yeah. I, I would say so. Um, but uh, now next we have Stab Wounds by Spooky Flower, uh, who has two thousand one hundred and sixty three monthly listeners on Spotify. YFEJ with zero. Zero. At he has zero. Yep. Unl- which which means. This is the first song he's ever been on, on mm-hmm. Spotify, so nobody's... Or he just doesn't have any other music. Yeah. Or both. Uh, and then Corbin, of course, who you know that I am I'm quite... I was about I love to ask Corbin. if that's the third one that you... It is indeed, uh, but... Corbin's great. Corbin, I think, helped produce the song. Okay. But it's mostly the other... I think it's mostly Spooky Flower from what I listened to. Cool. I won't swear to it. I don't know who produced what, who did what, but I don't... I'll say if I hear Corbin when we listen to it this time. I don't remember for sure. Okay. But we're listening to Stab Wounds by Spooky Flower, YFEJ, and Corbin now. That's pretty. The piano? Yeah. Feels like an R&B song so far, doesn't it? I fell in love with his voice for some reason. It's just weird enough. Yep. Sounds like a kid. I know. I was about to say it could be like a 10-year-old. It sounds like a 13-year-old boy or like a, a 25-year-old woman. Sounds like a kid I went to high school with Spotify. Or uh, SoundCloud. But better. He specifically did uh, bubblegum rap. I feel like they've got to be Corbin's friends, right? Oh, yeah. Because Corbin's pretty big. Yeah. Like nearly half a mil monthly listeners, I think. And this doesn't sound like his stuff at all. No, not at all. Corbin is uh, Bobby Raps, right? Part of. Okay. Because it doesn't even sound like that. Part of Corbin is Bobby Raps, yes. I want to say there's two people in Corbin. And it's Bobby Raps and the other guy. I think Spooky Flower is a child. Actually? You know what? Maybe this got posted. Maybe this is one of those those songs that didn't actually have Corbin in it, and they just tagged him in it. Could be. Because I know I know we've listened to a lot of stuff like that, but yeah, I think this is actually a kid. He's good. He is. That album cover in particular reminds me of the fat Russian kid. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> Kimmel. Yeah. <laughs> Kimmel's goaded, boys. He's great. <laughs> and girl. I don't know that there's probably no one listening to this. <laughs> Speaking into the void. The voice is even kind of similar. Kimmel's better. I know. But anyways, even if even if it is one of those little scammy fucking uh, you know scumbag moves where they are just like let's add a big artist to it i still like it yeah you know it's and they right. did a good job picking corbin yeah i agree um but yeah that's it for my music this time uh i guess we've got uh the arrest section and since you lost we're doing jauja jauja all of these arrests are public information the people depicted in these records are real people that may be at the lowest point in their lives This content is being created for entertainment purposes only. 
Absolutely no ill will is wished to anyone following this message. People with addiction problems are some of the most harmed people in the American judicial system. Addiction is not a joke, regardless of the lighthearted content we are attempting to create. Uh, hopefully. Oh no. Why are there no pictures? I don't know. Well, if there's no pictures, we're not doing it. So uh, go to the next page. Yeah, let's do Kentucky instead. Going back to Kentucky. Sorry, Joe. Do you want to do the one person from Georgia that had a picture? Yeah, let's and then do we'll that do one and then we'll, yeah. Yeah. To do it some justice here. So we have Carrie House. She looks like a lunch lady. A very seductive lunch lady. Look at those eyes. I think those are... <laughs> you want to switch back to the other headphones? Oh, yeah. You think those might be like, what, drunk eyes? <laughs> Did this woman come in with a DUI? I was just gonna say they were dark circles. Well, she looks like she's about to pass out. She does. I was kidding about the seductive thing, of course. Uh, I'm gonna say, actually, you lost. You get to guess first. Okay. Um, I'm gonna guess she's 47. Wow. I'm gonna go 56. Again, I've seen a lot of people in their early 40s who look like they're about to be 60. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess possession of a controlled substance. I'm going DUI. The tried and true DUI. Hold, Hold for, for Calhoun. Calhoun. And she's 46. What did you say? 47? Yeah. Sheesh. You got that one. All right. First arrest. In Pickens. DUI, let's go. Yep. Deposit let's account go. fraud. That's one apiece. Theft by shoplifting <laughs> for the second arrest. And the third was four bench warrants. Five, five, two, ten. She's built like a linebacker. <laughs> All right, let's go to Kentucky. All righty. That's, that's Tennessee. Tennessee. Don't know my states. All right, so we've got, oh, all women. They all look like Barbies. Yeah. Like mutilated Barbies. They do indeed. <sighs> oh, Kentucky. What's the song? Oh, my old Kentucky home. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Play it now, editor. It's me. I'm the editor. Oh, good lord. What? Carmel McLeod has two thousand and sixty-seven views. Also over a K. Yeah. Eight hundred and twenty. Got some fucking movie stars getting arrested up in Whoa. Kentucky. We got Carmel McLeod. McLeod. No. It's not McLeod. That's how it's pronounced. No, it's not. That's how it was pronounced before she got the fake face put on. Seriously, she looks like she's wearing one of those, like, silicone face she, suits. She triggers my fucking fight or flight with the Uncanny Valley. Literally, I was about to say Uncanny Valley. She looks like a woman of Elon Musk's robots that has a fucking sex doll's like face taped on yeah um i don't like it me neither how did they let her take the mugshot with her earrings in still that looks like a big hoop earring on Those her are right both ear big hoop earrings i don't see the left side her left side all it's, right it's this little crescent <sighs> it's hard to tell on this fair enough um i'm gonna say prostitution and it's i'm gonna say 44 because it's damn near impossible to tell how old she is. I know. Um, I'm going to guess 
And then I'm going to give you my reason why I'm guessing my age. 52. Okay, I was going to go higher than 44. I guessed young. Mm-hmm. But my guess for being a, the age that I guessed is the neck. Yeah. Her neck looks aged. It does. And the that amount of plastic surgery you wouldn't generally see on people younger than 40s and 50s. <sighs> You'd hope. Fingers crossed. I mean, I'd hope not to see it on people that age anyways. Same. Aging is beautiful. Mm. No, it's not. I mean... You can be attractive if you're older, but that is not it. Don't be her age and make yourself look like that. That's terrible looking. I think she looks terrible. I don't know. You're not talking. No, so you... no, no. She looks awful. I'm thinking about what she was arrested for. I, yeah, I already, I already gave my answer. Yeah. I'm going with... You can do the same thing as me. I have another one, though, that I think it might be, but I'm I'm going to stick to my guns and say prostitution. Okay, I'm going with um, theft of credit cards. I was going to say theft, just like shoplifting was going to be my other one. So yeah. I'm going to stick to my guns and say prostitution. Okay. Because she has the money to do this to herself to make herself look better for her clients. Yeah. I don't know. Let's go for it. I said... 59? Non-payment of court costs. Yeah. You said 55. Yeah. And I said 44, I yeah. think. She'd probably be happy to know I said 44. If I could have seen that full picture with her neck looking like that, I would have said 60-something. Her bond was $80. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. That's probably her whole entire court cost fee. Yeah. All right. All right, let's go ahead. I'm going to crack another. Okay, I guess I'll open one while you're doing that. In sync. Synchronized. So we have Heather Doyle. Heather Doyle. She looks like she's been crying. I'm going to guess she's 36. Oh, fuck. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I had it planned in my head what I was going to say for age and crime. So since you said 36, I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, 37. Okay. And the charge is child abuse. Domestic violence. Ooh, that's a good one, too. So we're, we're both on kind of the same uh, wavelength here for yeah. her. Yeah. She screams it. You ready? I'm ready. 42. 42. What did we say? 30s? I win that one. Oh! Nice going. Sheesh! Bro, I won both. Let's go. <laughs> Two points to me. Oh, I think I've mentioned it before, but I wanted to go back through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be like a tenth episode yep. ordeal. Uh, it's a lot of back work. So we've got Courtney Daughtry, Daugherty. <laughs> You're not gonna say anything about my pronunciation. Daugherty. 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 Uh, okay, I guess I get to guess first this time. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say she's 36 as well. Okay. And your age? What do you think? I'm going to go 32. I was thinking younger, too, but I jumped it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say she was arrested for a... This looks like a transfer to me. It does. But I'm going to go PI. I'm going to go shoplifting. I could see that, too. She looks sober in her eyes is why I don't yeah. think that it was... Yeah. Failure to appear. From Owensboro. Call back to the beginning of the episode. All right. And she how has... old was she? I didn't even see. Oh. 35. 35. What did I say? 36. Yep. And you said? 32. So I won again. 
Because it's not Price is Right rules here on the Googe Pod. Yep. First arrest was at age 21 for DUI. Shocking. Without headlights on. Yep. That's why she got pulled <laughs> Turn over. Turn the headlights on. Second arrest, failure to appear. Third. Drug cr- possession. Criminal possession of forged instrument, first degree. Huh? For $10,000 bond. I don't know what that means. Wow. And then methamphetamine. Her total bond was 20K. Davies, and theft of Davies County? Yeah, that's uh, that's where the yeah, Owensboro. Call back. Right? Is yeah. that Owensboro? Yeah, I believe so. I'm trying to remember from earlier. Yeah, cool. Fourth arrest, more failure to appear. Fifth, more failure to appear, and contempt of court. Turns out she's the great granddaughter of the uh, ringleader of the cornbread mafia. Yep. All right, Brittany Hunter. Okay, she looks like. She looks like one of the ladies from the, uh, like, late 80s, early 90s horse movies. Oh, my God. I hate that you're correct. <laughs> I was going to say she looks like a Barbie doll from the mid-90s that was just, like, the hair's all out of sorts. Yeah. And the straight bangs are, like, not how they're supposed to be laid. And then the lip ring, question mark? I think it's a busted lip. I wasn't sure whether it was a busted lip or a lip I think it's a busted lip. I don't think it's a lip ring, but we'll see. Um, Brittany Hunter, uh, this is your age, guess, I think? Yeah. um, 37. It's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go 40. Um, I'm torn between prostitution... And domestic violence. Okay. I'm just going to say possession of marijuana. I'll go DV. You ready? Yes, indeed. 36. I I wanted to say 30. We could have just guessed 36 the whole time and been perfect. Yeah. Um, Is that just like the prime age to be arrested in Kentucky? I guess so. Charges unknown. Oh, it's drugs. First arrest at age 21 is revoked license. Failure no seatbelt. Failure to notify address change. Okay, so she had some other charge prior prior then, yeah. probably. Second one. Theft by unlawful taking or disposition shoplifting. And then assault in the fourth degree. So you mentioned assault, I think. I did. I'm so. domestic violence, but yeah. assault. Close enough, yeah. In Ewing. <coughs> Ewing? Ewing. Ewing? Ewing. 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 Okay, well, that, uh, I guess, does us for the audio portion. Uh, Thank you for listening for the entire time, if you've made it this far. Uh, I I really enjoyed being able to do my special part and my trivia and all the extra stuff that I've done. Love it. And uh, I definitely appreciate everybody listening until the end. If you've enjoyed this, there's going to be more of this exact jail pod section on the YouTube so uh, feel free to hop over there, skip ahead to the uh, timestamp. I hope I put timestamps on them. I didn't do it the first one that I've already got uploaded. So, uh, but the uh, the first one also didn't have this in section. So maybe, maybe the fifth one will. It should. I hope. Fingers crossed. Uh, feel free to hop on over there and give us another listen. Let us know what you think about this uh, podcast on YouTube. I guess. Uh, yep. But I I've been Canon. I've been Haley. And I'll see you again in a second. I hope. Bye. Bye.